1: Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com
0: or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.
1: I want something else. <laughs> to get me through my 7 kind of life. Goodbye. Line. That's it.
0: See, I think I'm getting better this at singing. I hit that note.
1: Hello there. Welcome to Oddball. I'm Amino Hassan and sitting right right over there. That's Charlotte Wilder. Hello. We're in New York City. You didn't notice from the glorious New York City background behind Charlotte Mm -hmm. in the studio. Hell of a show today, Charlotte. Hell of a show because we had a field trip. Yes, we did. We did
0: the most New York thing possible, the most New York basketball thing possible in New York, in Brooklyn. We went to Knicks Nets at Barclays Center. Today. i watched um all of the halftime and commercial break entertainment
1: you were locked in locked with those, in the, with the hype team team hype team hype, team excuse, hype. Me. excuse me they're team hype not the hype team,
0: team hype and the Brooklyn Nets put on incredible yep. performances unfortunately for for brooklyn their their nets did not their nets on. did not yeah no no
1: incredible performance from the home team
0: they this, could have used some trampolines, am I right?
1: You know, they could use a <laughs> lot more than just trampolines. It was weird because both of these teams mm-hmm. obviously play in the city, so it's not really a road game for the Knicks. They just get on the bus and come on over. Right. They come in, they play, and the... Knicks had an energy and an aggression that the Nets just didn't have mm-hmm. throughout the entirety of the game.
0: The Knicks were much faster paced too. And the yeah, Nets which is the, weird
1: because they're not a running right. team, but they ran the hell out of the Nets.
0: And the Nets just looked like sort of confused and messy yeah. the whole time. I'll tell you one observation I had from
1: the night, yes. which is outside of Summer League, there is no <laughs> greater concentration of defunct jerseys mm-hmm. in the crowd than there is at a Knicks game. Hmm. I, I go to games all over the country, I see all types of teams play. And every once in a while, you know, you'll get someone who shows up, oh, I got a Nick Collison Sonics jersey. Oh, Here, aren't you cute? Yeah, here's right? my
0: Brian Scalabrini. Right, yeah,
1: Celtics jersey. <laughs> like, every once in a while, you'll see one of those. They were everywhere last night. It was like a walking history of the Knicks, but not like a glorious history. It's not like I saw a Walt Clyde Frazier jersey and then a Patrick Ewing, and it was like Nate Robinson, Amari Stoudemire, Jr. Smith, Jamal Crawford, a bedazzled, <laughs> a bedazzled Marcus Camby jersey. I
0: mean, I mean, you were like, "Is that a Is that a Marcus Camby jersey?" And yeah. I was like, "Yes, I think it is bedazzled." And you're like, "No." And then the light caught it a certain not just not just the number, not just a name, full on yeah. whole thing, rhinestones. Yep. Do, so. The, did it, someone make that? I, like, did I, I, did, I, I have, have so many questions. The league did not
1: sell that. So, like, hey, guys, what if I sold you a Marcus Camby jersey? Pfft, <laughs> with glitter all over it.
0: Right, right, right. But did somebody else take that and make it? Yes. Or did that person who was wearing it? Yeah. Did they, is this oh, a homemade? Oh, with the glue
1: gun? You thought, think, no. I, I, that looked, you think this is Bob? That was a custom job. Okay. I think that was paid Maybe for it was,
0: did, we didn't see his face. Was it Marcus Camby no, himself?
1: No, it wasn't Marcus Camby. Okay. I, I didn't see his face, but, but. I also <laughs> saw that he wasn't seven feet tall. So oh. that's the giveaway there. That'll do it. Now, I saw Derek Roger. And my favorite thing is sometimes when I'm watching some of these people wear jerseys, it's not necessarily how old the jersey is, like, they made that. Mm, they made that. So I saw someone yesterday with a Miles McBride jersey, and I said, they made that,
0: and they bought that,
1: and they bought that. But no, but it was forget about. It, they bought it. It's the Someone making of it. Someone made it available. There was a guy with a Blake Griffin Nets jersey last night.
0: Well, they made that. Yes, because he was very impressive for his age with the net. Do you remember when Blake was on the Nets and he came into a game and he was like definitely hurting and they're like, oh my God, this guy's yeah. 35 and he was bright red. And they were like, he's doing a really good job for an old guy. It was like right. the, the, the meanest, uh, the most condescending broadcast.
1: There was more interesting slash more serious news that came yes. out of the game. We learned that Mitchell Robinson is gonna be out for the rest of the year. After ankle surgery, the Knicks applied for the disabled player exception, which is given to you when you lose someone for the year. It's not like, oh, he's out, can I go get another player? It's not, right. he's out and he's not coming back. And that's somewhere in the neighborhood of $7 million. Um, it'd be interesting to see what they can do. They signed Taj Gibson, obviously, before uh, all of this happened. Uh, well, before this announcement, and he played, and he played yeah. a lot, and he yeah. looked like someone who hasn't played in a while and yeah. is on the older side. But it, it, I, when I think about where they're at, because also Jericho Sims, who was their third string big, who then became their backup big when Hartenstein had to start, he's hurt. Yeah, And that's also what kind of triggered them signing Taj Gibson. But now with that DPE they can go out and get some actual help for the bench for a big. But I'm just like, I don't know what help exists. And they're not the only team that's looking for a big. I would say the the Celtics are looking for a big. I would say the Warriors are looking for a big. So there's a mystical, magical... Big so, out there. There's, there's a little competition.
0: When that happens, yep. when there is competition before mm. the trade deadline for a certain specific type of player, yep. does that change the market at all? Like the Knicks, I believe it was seven point eight million they get to mm. give for to somebody because of Mitch. If there are other teams that also want that person. Do they then go into their pockets for more money, or d- d- is it capped
1: well, for? So it, it so it depends, right? It depends. Are we talking about acquiring someone via trade? Then it's kind of irrelevant. It's like this right. is just a tool for them to acquire someone who makes up to 7.8 million dollars, $7. right? Via that exception. If I'm another team, I can just trade for whatever. I mean, sure, so can the Knicks. The Knicks can say, "Oh, I'm not going to use that for this. I'm going to trade someone else." But the idea is that that's what that money's for, either that or to sign someone right. to a one-year deal, worth that much, right? The problem is, again, these guys aren't out there. Right. Uh, now we'll see when we get past the trade deadline, when we get to you know March and the buyout market, maybe that's something that can be revisited and it can be used as a, as a stronger tool. But it, it's it's um there's not a whole hell of a lot. I mean, it's nice to have. It's obviously you do it because you want to have it. Right. You'd rather have it, not use it, than need it, not have it. But it doesn't really change much because the, the difficulty isn't like, oh, how am I going to pay another big? The difficulty is, where's the bigs?
0: Right. right. Where's the bigs? Where's the bigs? I'm available. I'll take 7.8 million if the Knicks...
1: Only if your jersey's bedazzled. <laughs> Moving on! Lakers and Bulls got together last night. Mm-hmm. Those Darn pesky Chicago Bulls. They're doing it again, I swear to God. I'm like, you guys aren't good. Just pack it in. And then they just keep winning enough to convince themselves that maybe... And then, like, its we know where it's going to end. It's going to end somewhere in the play-in or a lot earlier than that. But they did it again last night. They beat the Lakers 124-108 to really handily. DeMar DeRozan was sensational, 27 points, nine assists, seven rebounds. And of course, LeBron, the Lakers (laughs) in town, all the people talking about trade rumors. How can we help the Lakers? What's the news story? The news story is like, I kind of like Alex Caruso. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah, that would work real well, like what we're trying to do here. So Caruso, DeRozan, Levine. Yes. Three names that have been linked.
0: Command a lot of different amounts of money. Money, yes. Levine is what two hundred and fifteen million dollar deal in year two of it.
1: So yeah, so Levine beyond this year
0: mm-hmm.
1: has next year mm-hmm. has another year, mm-hmm. and it has a third another year. year. That's a player option, though. okay? That's a so it's something like forty eight million dollar player option in that third year, mm-hmm. but that is essentially not counting this year about $140 million in guaranteed money that you would be inheriting, right?
0: For Zach Levine.
1: For Zach Levine. DeRozan, last year of his deal. Caruso, last year of his deal. So they're a little bit more flexible, but also they make a more modest amount of money and, to be told, probably have a more plug-and-play skill set with regards to the Lakers.
0: Well, we've also seen Caruso be work a Laker in yes. LA. Yeah, absolutely. He's, and 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 it seemed to work well. Caruso's making nine point five million this season, nine point nine next, and yeah, that's
1: an option though, right? Yeah.
0: So, and so that looks yeah. a lot nicer than did. Who's going to take Zach?
1: I see. That's that's.
0: What do you do with Zach?
1: It's a weird thing. DeRozan, mm-hmm. because of his his reputation and his skill set and his salary. If there's a market for him out there, I believe it's going to be a very competitive market. Same thing for Alex Caruso. Like, it's going to be a very competitive market for him. So the Lakers, what do they have to offer? Like, player-wise, not a whole lot much. D'Angelo Russell. D'Angelo Russell, but it's like, if I'm I'm the the Bulls, I'm not sitting around saying, you know what I really need? I need D'Angelo Russell. Why do I have an Alex Caruso and I can get a D'Angelo Russell? Hmm. Don't say that. So it's like, okay, so you got to throw in picks. Here's the problem. The Lakers owe a 2024 first-round pick to New Orleans. Mm -hmm. They also owe a 2027 first-round pick to Utah. You say, well, I mean, all right, so what's the big deal? The problem is the NBA has this rule called the Steppian Rule. It does not allow you to trade future first-round picks that occur in consecutive drafts. So because 2024 is going to New Orleans, I am not allowed to trade the 2025 first-round pick. Okay. "Okay, I could just do two years later, 2026. Ha. No, what uh, that is because the Utah one is there, so then I would be owing twenty six and twenty seven. So the earliest first round pick the Lakers can trade without infringing on that or trying to rearrange that, maybe you do a deal with New Orleans where we postpone when I owe you that pick or whatever it is, but without doing anything crazy like that, the earliest first round pick the Lakers can offer is twenty twenty nine. Yikes! And if you're Chicago, D'Angelo Russell in a 1st round pick. I, I, maybe, because you could say in 2029, surely LeBron will have retired by then, and then they'll be most likely a mess. But also, maybe that's just not as great a package as I can get from other places, right? So those are the obstacles up front for those two players. For Levine, I think it's a lot easier to say, I don't owe you a first-round pick. I'm doing you a favor. I'm cleaning up your books.
0: Right, right, right. right. I'm taking that massive contract. Yeah, but, but... Now you've
1: got Levine locked long term, Anthony Davis locked long term, Rudy Austin Reeves, Gabe Vincent. It's like this is your like outside. Not of a LeBron, lot of flexibility outside of LeBron, yeah. who by the way can walk at the end of the year. You just locked into a fairly mediocre operation. So I tell
0: you what I mean. I don't think I'd do it if you're the Lakers. Yeah, that's my that's the, my the, the basketball problem,
1: analysis. But the problem is always when you have lebron james there what is mean? a pressure of especially now not lebron james when he's 28 LeBron james when he's 39 going on 40 right what do i how do i maximize this yeah what do i sacrifice i will sacrifice tomorrow gladly to make today work with him because i don't know how many more today's with him i have yeah so
0: how much of this do you think is that levine is a clutch sports guy does that factor in at all it, I see some articles talking about it, and I, I have it, a hard time believing that that I, actually makes... I see, yeah, I think
1: people overblow, like, not Rich Paul's influence, because he's very influential, obviously, but like...
0: Like how much that affects teams' decision-making? You well, know, how much Rich is pushing that agenda? Right.
1: Oh, Lakers, you got to get all my clients. Like, he's not... He's. Uh, you talk to Rich, he'll tell you, he's like, my job isn't to get all my clients playing in the same city. Right. My job is to get my clients to play in the best possible situations for them. Right. Right? And Zach Levine, I don't know that playing in L.A. is the best possible situation for him to showcase his talents, to be happy, to be fulfilled basketball-wise, right? Yeah. Not saying the Lakers couldn't use him. I'm not saying, hey, playing with LeBron might unlock. Yeah, sure, but... I think that's not a, a priority as much as like, let's get him somewhere where he's comfortable, where he likes to play, where they're going to use him the way that he feels comfortable. So,
0: Have you ever wondered if Chet Holmgren might be a descendant of Abraham Lincoln? Or if a UFC fighter could beat an alien in a fight? You might have not, and that's okay. But Shea Serrano and Jason Concepcion from the Six Trophies podcast have. If you love basketball and, more importantly, if you love fun, you've got to listen to Six Trophies, where Shay and Jason serve up the biggest moments from around the NBA with their brand of unbridled joy, banter, and pop culture side quests. Each week, they hand out six pop culture-themed trophies for six basketball-related activities. Stuff like... The Denzel Washington in training day trophy given out to the player or team having the best week around the NBA or the Lauren Hill. You might win some dot, 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 but you just lost one trophy for the team or player that just can't get it together. Plus a bunch more trophies for all the good, bad, or just plain head scratching moments around the NBA. This playoff season, you'll want to make six trophies, your go-to companion podcast. Follow Six Trophies on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. Listen ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus.
1: Charlotte, mm-hmm. we got news out of Cleveland, according to Sean Shrine and Joe Varden of The Athletic. The Cavs and Ricky Rubio are discussing ways uh, to part ways. With the team, uh, which is needing a roster spot mm-hmm. and needs guard help. Obviously, Darius Garland is out with a broken jaw. They need help
0: real quick detour Mm -hmm. i was watching when that happened Mm -hmm. and he it was one of the more bizarre injuries and i'm not i'm not this isn't funny like it Mm -hmm. looked absolutely awful but he ran right into porzingis's torso Mm -hmm. and then was on the ground and then there was blood and it was like a bizarre he must have hit a hip bone or something but it was like i don't know that i've ever seen a
1: yeah it's not fun
0: it seems awful I yeah. feel very bad also like a jaw it rehabbing that sure but then you can't really run you like well, you the, get out you, the
1: biggest thing is you can't eat yeah a lot of people lose weight when they have oh I their jaw so, has, has to get wired and so then everything is going on a liquid diet or whatever I feel so, so bad for him no, it stinks it stinks for him it stinks for Cleveland yeah. and so they're uh, looking to release Ricky Rubio, Now I know you're wondering, like Ricky Rubio's on the Cavs. When did that happen? Like he's been on the Cavs, he just hasn't been playing. He took a leap of absence uh, in the off season mm-hmm. from the team to deal with a quote mental health um, situation, and uh, the thought is he might be done playing basketball yeah. for good. So they're going to try. He's got 6.1 million this year, and then next year uh, he's only got 4.25 million guaranteed. So Cavs are gonna try and buy him out of that, maybe at a reduced rate, maybe take it, wave it, stretch it over a longer amount of time to reduce that cap hit. But it, it is, it's crazy that this dude who yeah. I remember when he was 14 years old playing professional basketball in uh in Spain. Like by 16, he was starting for Barcelona. He was what Luca actually ended up being. Right. Right? Like this wonder can i remember at 14 years old he played for spain in the under 19s or whatever and he was putting up these crazy stat lines like 40 points 22 rebounds 18 assists right and um so he it's like oh this guy he's gonna be the guy he signed this pro contract of like 15 or whatever 14 15 and then as he got older it's like he plateaued yeah it wasn't still like that huge gap between him and his peers hmm and still, it's amazing to be 17, 18 years old playing for Team Spain in the Olympics or whatever, playing uh, for Barcelona, one of the best clubs in the world. But he was kind of like, as a role player, like, yeah, he's like, I, I set guys up. I'm a really good passer, I'm a really good point guard, not a good shooter, and I'm a terrible layup person around the, around the rim. Like, right. he was really bad at layups, right? Right. So then he gets drafted in 2009, and gets drafted by Minnesota, and he's like, I don't want to go there. like, Because it's Minnesota, right? It's not Spain. It's not Spain. Well,
0: people it, do say that St. Paul is the Spain of America. You know what's
1: crazy? He wanted to go to Sacramento. Really? Yeah, he said... He I liked, don't know
0: if I've ever heard anybody he say that. He liked
1: the weather. He thought the weather was very close to like where he grew up in Spain. So that's why he wanted to go to so Sacramento. Does
0: he know there are other cities in California? I don't
1: th- at that point, I don't think he knew that. Mm. <laughs> he like, hadn't learned yet. But, uh, but again, like... Never forget, he got picked ahead of Steph Curry. Like they, they I had, forgot. They literally forgot had that. two cracks at it, Minnesota did. They had five and six. Hmm. And they took uh, Johnny Flynn from Syracuse and they took Ricky Rubio. Or as a uh, Rubio Johnny person, Flynn. Johnny Flynn. But uh, the- I still have to say, Ricky Rubio was the thing. And coincidentally, years later, when Luka Doncic was coming out and people were saying well, you guys said the same thing about Ricky Rubio. I was like, there's a difference. Ricky Rubio was amazing because at a young age, he was playing pro ball on one of the best clubs in Europe and starting. This guy was the MVP of the Euro. It's a huge difference. Between, wow, look at you, you young fella. You're keeping up with everybody. And, oh, shit, that's the best player right, in the league. Right. Right. And I bring all of this up because when I see Ricky Rubio, mental health, I wonder... What was that like? The dude didn't have a childhood.
0: Which fourteen is so young? Yeah, fourteen is ninth grade. Yeah, think about what were you doing when you were in ninth, ninth grade? Ninth
1: grade. I was like
0: trying to do math homework and to to, to have that expectation set so young. Yeah, uh, I can only imagine, and I don't want to speculate on what he's going through, but I no, can only imagine that that it's like being a child star. You have yeah. it, it. You grow up quickly in a way that nobody else. Unless they're in your position, has to. It's like
1: being a child star, and you weren't a child star on like facts of life or family matters, or whatever. You're a child. You're like Neil Patrick Harris, a child star, right? In a cast of everyone's an adult, a grown up. Who, right. When we're done with this, I'm going out having a beer, chasing tail, whatever. And I'm like, my mom is picking <laughs> me up. Like, like it's one of those things. Yeah.
0: So. I something about the story that was interesting to me is that the the way the Cavs. Or it was framed in whatever news story I was reading of feeling a sense of, if not loyalty, wanting to do right by him because Ricky Rubio was so instrumental in turning things around and making them have it be a play-in tournament team, which did not look like they were going to be before 2021. So the fact that they want to take care of him um, or, or do this in a way that doesn't totally screw him over I yeah. don't know how you could do that because of a contract but it was an interesting slant on the because it it also is a business and you don't hear that said yeah that I, often. Mean, I
1: think truth be told I don't think if they hadn't had their injury issues and their needs I don't think they would have pursued this option I think they would have been willing to wait and see yeah let them figure it out but like at this point they're like "Dude, take your time but also Kind of need that, scene. yeah. <laughs> Is this taken? Yeah,
0: Ricky Rubio also sounds that name could be Ricky. Oh man, it's that's like, Rick Rubin in Spanish. Sorry, we'll be back. <laughs> I mean, we're gonna do something new today because the Dallas Mavericks posted mm-hmm. a video of Luka Doncic and Mm -hmm. Nikola Jokic walking into an arena together. And when I saw this, my first thought... Oh,
1: there it is on the screen Yeah, do you see it? Do you see them walking in? Slow motion, huh? Yeah.
0: My first thought when I saw this was, if I didn't know that these were two basketball players Mm -hmm. walking into a basketball game, what would I think was going on here? And I have a few that I came up with uh, that I would love to share with you by all means i think this is a scene in the born identity like the fifth born identity uh-huh. where Jokic, who is a hired hitman mm-hmm. is talking to luca this young guy that he is sort of manipulating to do the hit for him right. so he doesn't get in trouble yeah
1: that was um, the first one i thought nice. of yeah i can see that I, I i mine the one that first came up to me is similar that Nikola looks like a a mob boss, right? <laughs> yeah. And Luca's like the young, brash. Like he's a kid with a lot of a lot of steam, and he might be a made man one day, but he's not made yet. Yes. And he's like, "You do this for me, kid." <laughs> and then like pitches his cheek. Then you you, you got something, yeah. Uh, also, another thing is uh, Jokic mm-hmm. successful. Investment banker. I
0: was just going to say that. Oh, yeah. I'm not even kidding. I was going to say a successful investment banker dad who uh-huh. like sees his kids once a month and decides to like take him to basketball.
1: Oh, <laughs> I got successful investment banker and Luca is his idiot son who despite going to the best schools <laughs> right? Yeah. has just declared that. Dad, I know what I want to do when I grow up. I want to be a rapper.
0: <laughs> That's really good. That's really He's like Chet
1: Hanks, basically, is what I'm saying. Oh. <laughs> right, shout out to Chet Hanks, Shout man. out to Chet.
0: I like you in uh, in
1: your honor. He did a good I job. Have, I show. have
0: one more, mm-hmm. which is that Jokic is the guy at the high-end menswear store, mm-hmm. and this young man is brought in by his wife-to-be being like, we need to get him some real clothes. He can't. He can't go to the engagement party looking like this. Uh, you sound like that. Sounds a little too close the to oh, No, no, no. I that I am Luca oh. in this situation. <laughs> Tyler had to be yeah. like, hey, He's like, you guys. You can't leave the house like that.
1: She wears sweats and Air Force Ones all the time. Uh, don't, <laughs> don't pan down, camera. Ooh. All right, let's look at this picture right here. Okay. And this is Zach Levine, Mm -hmm. and he's entering the arena, and Mm -hmm. he's got a Goodfellas shirt on. And I swear to God, the first thing I thought was, as far back as I can remember, I've always wanted to be traded from Chicago.
0: (laughs) Okay, well, (laughs) that's probably the best one. Uh, To me, this looks like he is one of... Tommy DeVito's best friends from high school oh, wow. showing up to the pizza place that Tommy had to show up yep. to and trying to freeload off of his recent success. I also have, this is the guy
1: mm-hmm. who whenever you say, oh, I haven't seen, it. you've never seen? <laughs> oh, I can't believe it. Like, what have it's you It's like in Barbie
0: with- when Lisa Ray says, have you seen The Godfather?
1: <laughs> I finally watched that movie.
0: Funny, right? Yeah, it's really funny. Really funny. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It
1: dragged a little in the third act, but yeah. it's a funny movie. But yeah. yes, Uh, What else do you have for Zach Levine?
0: I think I also have the guy who is like from a very wealthy family and um, discovers like that there are people who don't have as much money as he does and is really into movies about like rough and tumble blue collar and wears this to like his prep school, like wears this to Deerfield after Christmas break and the teachers are like, that's not dress code. And he's like, my dad's a trustee. What are you going to do about it?
1: I have him also as crypto bro who's worth twenty seven billion dollars, but because of that, he's like I dress down in t shirts and sneakers
0: all the time. He's just missing the hoodie. I like
1: this game. We should
0: do this. Yeah, more me often. too. It was fun. So, How do you solve a problem like Zach Lovey?
1: Don't know the reference.
0: Sound of music.
1: Oh my gosh. I haven't watched that movie in forever. And also the all I know is the
0: hills are alive with, with the, the sound. sound of Zach Levine. Zach Levine.